Hello and welcome back to Onto the Ball. I'm your host, Scott Nicol, and I'm joined as always by Travis Morgan and James O.B. O'Brien. All is right in the world again. Liverpool, three points. Manchester United, three points. We're a bit late publishing the video, but we've just been really busy with Valentine's Day. Been spoiling our other halves. Um, but we're here now to go over the game. This one is going to be Liverpool versus Everton. I'll tell you what, you see, when I started this podcast, lads... It reminded me of when I used to gamble a lot. So I was on this hot streak of gambling and I'd yeah. win four draws and I'd win thousands of pounds. And I thought, I'm really good at this. I'm going to quit and become a professional gambler. So what I'd done was I started a Facebook page and I thought, I'm going to share my tips and everyone will get rich, just like me. From the day I started this football betting <laughs> tipster page, I never won another bet ever again <laughs> so i pretty much mothballed the facebook page after about nine months everyone thinking that scott's a bit of a clown he doesn't win anything and it taught me a lesson all right if something's going good don't change anything just stay as it is in this podcast this invention that was in the making for three or four years okay <laughs> this is going exactly the same Liverpool have barely won a game since October, Obi. <laughs> since we started this podcast, I thought every weekend would be on telling you how we're still the greatest team in the world. Man United <laughs> might have to catch us up, but that's all good for Trav. And it's been the complete opposite. We lose every week. We're always on here complaining about what went wrong, what should have happened, what could have happened, how we were unlucky, how VAR screwed us over, how the team are not trying, how the squad is decaying how we need fresh investment but we're going to put all that to the side just for 20 minutes now to go over liverpool to everton nil the game we kept saying in the group chat it was only everton trav was even getting carried away he's gone on a charm offensive he's all of a sudden <laughs> he's all of a sudden saying that nunez is a problem he's all of a sudden saying that gakpo has arrived and that was the player that man united were linked with he's even gone <laughs> as far as saying he'd take fabinho to partner casemiro in the center of midfield i said that before the game don't you try so that that's, one I that's what vibes game. are on ob <laughs> it's been a long time coming how do you feel after liverpool absolutely um, smashed everton <laughs> um, the reds only, yeah it, it's it's only everton and for me it was a better performance energy wise um i still think there's a way to go for us to get back the form that we showed at points last year um i think the 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 team seemed to be more balanced everybody seemed to know the role people understood the key positions a lot better um it was a much improved performance, but it's just one performance, Scott, and we need consistency. From where we are right now, we need to be in a position where we're we're winning ten games on the bounce to be right back into the mix of, of even trying to get into the sort of upper echelons and even towards the top four. Um it's a small step. It's the step in the right direction, but let's be honest, it is only Everton. <laughs> and beating Everton every season, even when we were rubbish, was a guarantee. Um, Everton are really poor. They had a bit of a bounce, a new manager bounce against Arsenal. And on that tight little ground of theirs, they managed to somehow get a result. Um, but the reality is that they're not a good team. They, they don't look like they, they, they haven't got a plan. 
Um, Sean Dyche's got a hell of a job on his hands turning that, that lot round, and I will love it when they go down. <laughs> Hang on, OB, say that again. <laughs> I will love it. Love it when they go down. <laughs> Travis, uh, yes, mate. Th- this is what I love um, about um, Has football. City have scored De Bruyne. Oh, you're joking. Live. Tower is wide open, mate. Live updates while we're doing the poddy. Uh, Travis, try to gain your composure because I know you're a massive Man City fan, or at least you were when they were rivaling Liverpool at the top of the league. Um, <laughs> but let's go over the front three um, because I was not scathing a clock. Which, I mean, I, I stopped just short of being scathing, but I said we bought Gakpo, who's played 150 games on the left. And now we're playing him through the centre. We bought Nunes as a central striker. Now we're playing him on the left. But on Monday night, it just worked. I think Nunes is going to be best utilised off the left. And Gakpo, he harnessed his inner Bobby Firmino. He was all over the, the park. And I don't just mean when he got his goal. When he got his goal, it was like the, the shackles had come off. The confidence of him turning. And even better than that, for the first time ever, i seen a turn of pace from Gakpo that I haven't seen yet. So I thought, you know, this is right up my street. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. You took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say, like, in terms of Gakpo, how he played, he sort of dropped in a little bit more and was getting the ball on the half turn rather than playing up against the centre-backs. And it probably did suit um, the rest of the front three a lot more, especially Nunes, because when Gakpo dropped in, it meant that, Everton, it enticed Everton out a little bit more. So they sort of felt that they had to go with him and that left the higher line for Nunes to explore. I thought Nunes, again, I messaged you lot in the group just saying if he just had that little bit of composure, it'd be absolutely unbelievable. And what he showed on the goal in terms of picking that pass, because I know the three players were just sort of queuing up to tap it in, but it's not an easy pass because the ball's sort of bouncing up. It's on his weaker foot. And he puts it into a grey area. And you just want to see him doing that more consistently. But in terms of his attributes and what he offers as a threat, it's it's there for everybody to see in terms of his pace and stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see how Klopp sort of pl- plays him long term, really. Because like you said, with his pace, he's going to create a lot of his own chances. Because similar to Haaland in terms of if you slide him in behind and the defence is playing a high line, no one's catching him. It's just whether he can finish. And he had the chance where he's tried to finesse it in the far post in the first half as well. Um, But yeah, I think overall, what the difference was for me in terms of the performance, I know you're saying it's only Everton, which is true, but I think the crowd rose to the occasion as well. I think they injected a whole lot of energy into the whole place, the whole environment. Anfield was buzzing. To say you've been on such a bad run, I think everybody just felt positive that under any circumstances, three points were coming back to Anfield. And it was just like, you just felt throughout the game that Liverpool just dominated from start to finish. Yes, there was a small element of Everton being poor, but like you said, they just beat Arsenal the week before. They they would have come to Anfield full of confidence, thinking that they could get a result, maybe a draw. They knew they would have had to have played well, but I just think Liverpool from start to finish dominated the energy, the intensity that they played at was like the Liverpool of old. It's obviously it's too early to say that you're back, but I just think it was very pleasing for the just fans and the No, I'm not saying just it. Just say it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I think no, I think it 
it like I think the reason it was so good because obviously there's been a lot of negativity around the place, a lot of FSG, a lot of the fans feeling rightly disgruntled about things that are going on. But I think the players delivered a performance that was required. It was it was definitely needed. The likes of Fabinho, the likes of Henderson, a lot of players that have been questioned in the medium by some sections of the fan base. I think that performance shot a load of people up. But like I said, there's a long way to go. You've got big ambitions still. There's still hope that you can squeeze into the top four if you can put a run together. So again, it's, it could be the start of something, but we'll see. Absolutely. We mentioned it on the last poddy. Not that it's not welcome. Of course it is. Three points, and especially in the derby, is is more than welcome. But OBS said, if we put in a performance against them, I'll start questioning why that level of performance hasn't been there in the in the couple of games previous to this. But, you know, it was there. I'm glad it was there. As you said, we need the consistency now and take it into the next game. But uh, I wrote a word to you two in the group chat a couple of times Monday night, and that word was familiar. It, it felt familiar, obviously, with Jota coming back on... Firmino coming back on, but not just that, Gakpo dropping deep and, and with the turn of pace, it was allowing Salah and Nunes to, to cause ha- havoc off the wings the same way that Salah and Mane would do. And and that is when we were obviously at our most effective. It's not rocket science. science. If you try to mark Salah out the game, you had a problem with Mane on the other side. And on Monday night, that was the case with Nunes because he was um, causing havoc down the left-hand side. But Obviously, I'm going to save the most praise for the man of the match, the badge, Bicetic. I think that's how you pronounce it. I've been calling him Bajcetic, but it's Bicetic, I think. What a player, what a talent. I called it before anyone, and I keep sending you in screenshots. I said he reminds me of another familiar, famous, outstanding centre mid now I've seen a couple of journos writing it on Twitter. So I called it first. He reminds me the way he moves. Oh, labor. <laughs> good of, player. He was a good player. Of Alberto Aquilani. No, um, <laughs> of Steven Gerrard. Honestly, I just, I love his kind of gangly legs. He, he's got a turn of pace. He's got a touch. He kept doing that flicked clearance behind. OB, mm. am I crazy? Am I just going too mad because it's only Everton? That's it. I'm going to name this poddy. It's only Everton, episode 31. <laughs> but for, so for me, I mean, I think he's a very good player and I think he's a very talented 18-year-old. I'm going to temper it all. So I'm trying to basically calm things down tonight and go, <laughs> okay, it's, a, it's, a, it's only Everton and the lad is 18 and he's had half a dozen good games, right? Okay. In a team that isn't particularly performing well. That's great. It's fantastic. We have seen players burst through at various points. Um, you likes of Curtis Jones, who, who then levelled off significantly over a period of time. And as you play more and more games, he could be he could be somebody who's not quite ready. And he's been put in and he'll do six, seven games and he'll be out for a while, Scott. So I just don't want to put too much pressure on the ad. He looks like he's got a touch of class about him. Bit of Spanish class. Um, it looks like he's been spending a lot of time training with Thiago, to be honest, and that's, that's what I got off him. Um, spend a lot of time with his little touches, his little control off the ball as well, where he just looks like he's creating the right type of space for someone to just play the ball into and give the team space to breathe. Um, really interestingly, he wasn't holding, so that was a that was a different side to him we saw against Everton. 
Um, considering he's he's an 18-year-old holding midfielder and he's played a little bit further up the park and he's 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 performed in there, kind of shows how bad Everton are, really, for me. <laughs> and this lad could go on to be an absolute superstar, but it does. It does. I mean, a lad's going into a Premier League game for the first time. He's not playing defensive midfield. He's 18 years old and he has a performance like that. That just shows how rotten they are. Um, OB, OB, we're going to be bad bad cop, good cop, bad cop tonight. You're uh, you're bad cop no, and I'm good intended. cop, right? All I'm, all I'm going to say is, I right? I haven't even... All I'm going to say is it's a derby, yeah? And they all say form goes out the window. It's a derby. So we can't have it both ways. Yeah, we no, absolutely no, ripped I'll give, Everton I'll give you that. to pieces. I'll give you that. Okay, all right. We ripped a really good Everton team to pieces <laughs> and, and Pickford is the best goalkeeper in the league. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's, it's ridiculous, isn't it? They're, they're absolutely terrible. Pickford, for both goals, I thought was to blame to some extent. Certainly the first one, I don't quite know what he was doing. But ultimately, it's about us. Um, we put a lot of pressure on that team. They were clearly riled from early on. Um, I loved Robbo's little cameo with the laughing bit and what happened following that. That just really seemed to rub salt in the wound. Um, and it was a it was a good, good, uplifting performance for the club. But there's a lot bigger challenges to come than playing against only Everton. Massive, massive. Uh, I don't even know I if we'll have time to do... Uh... What was it, Bacetic? Is that how you pronounce it, sorry? Yeah, yeah, well done, Trav. By Setic. By I thought he was outstanding. I think sometimes when I judge a young player, when I look at a young player, I think what sort of temperament have they got and what sort of composure and the timing at what they do stuff. That's how, I, when I look at a young player, I always look at how they, how well they time things, how much composure and sort of temperament that they show. And I thought in the heat of the moment, he never looked like he was panicking. He never looked like he had to rush into any sort of decision. It, it seemed like he was always in control of everything that he did. And I just thought as an individual, like with the decisions he made, when to go short, when to pass it long, like he didn't do anything just to show off. Like when it was on to spray at Diag, he did it and he could execute it. When it just required a five yard pass, the decisions he made, I thought were outstanding. And, I think when we speak about Everton being poor, I just don't think they could even get near him. Like you said, in terms of Thiago, when Thiago is on his game, no one can touch him. Like the, the space they create for themselves is just unbelievable. And that's what I got from Bicetic. I thought like Everton just couldn't live with him in terms of his passing range. That was probably the biggest thing that impressed me about him, his passing range, the positions he took up defensively in terms of keeping the shape. Because he's not one of those people like... In terms of comparing him to Gerard, he's not going to steam into tackles and start snapping people like Gerard wasn't afraid to do that. He might add that side to his game when he gets a little bit older and fills out a little bit. But he doesn't need to do that at the moment. He just gets the ball, controls it, can, sp can split the lines with a pass, can keep it short. And I just thought he's got such a wise head for such young shoulders. So, yeah, I thought personally he was outstanding. I think I know how you pronounce it. It's Iniesta. <laughs> um love it. but you see trav i think he does he does love a tackle um and we can um we can't overlook the role he played in the second goal he threw himself in at that uh the tackle which kind of broke it up and andy yeah. robbo um broke away and set up it was a lovely move but i think mainly it's because he, he only looks about eight stone 
So he's still yeah. got to, he's still got to put on that bit of muscle and yeah, kind of you know t- fully turn into a man, which he will in time. Like you say, he, do you know what? He's only just turned eighteen as well. Mm. He, it's not like he he's could be an all rounder. Like Gerard was an all rounder, weren't he? Like mm. he could do everything. He could tackle. He could pass. He could shoot. Um, but yeah, like you said, he had that physicality. No one could cross him, and he could be nasty if he wanted to. It'd be interesting to see if Bajetic turns into that type of player. Like you said, he, he's very technical at the moment. Like you said, if he's been watching Thiago and sort of learning off him, Thiago has got that side to him, but it's not it's not what he's renowned for being that sort of complete midfielder from like a defensive aspect. Gerard in his later days even started to sit in front of the back line mm. and started to be that little bit of a quarterback. So like you said, there's a long way to go with Bajetic, but he's, he's certainly got a very high potential. I think it's exciting for Liverpool. And I think in terms of the recruitment as well just to touch on it I know you need midfield players but give him a go I've been saying this similar I don't want to make this into a United thing but last season everyone was like we need to sign Anthony Angapo and we still had Sancho and stuff and we had Garnacho I'm like you can't want us to spend 200 300 million on just wingers and then want Garnacho to get a chance as well like you've got mm-hmm. to there's got to be a little bit of a balance i think liverpool will dip into the market and get a couple of midfielders but if bisetic keeps performing the way he is don't stunt his growth don't stunt his development just he could just save us 60 million growth. couldn't he really why the, the only thing i would say is that you've got to, you've got to manage the lads game time at this young age as well so whilst Thiago's out, um, he'll probably play a little bit more, but I imagine that Klopp in the back of his mind's thinking, is he the sort of lad that I want to start at St. James's Park and then play sort of his fifth, sixth, seventh game on the trot? What's his stats like at, at the moment, you know, from, from a fitness level? How's he training? Is this a good game to maybe put an experienced head in away from home at St. James's Park where, where the pressure's going to be on? It'll be interesting to see what he does and how he uses his game time. Um, Klopp's got a history of developing young players into very, very exceptional players. I always think of the the, the prime example for me was always Mario Goetze. And I know Goetze died off quite quickly in his career, but what that lad's hit at such a young age, and he, he'll know the mentality and he'll see what is required to, to get to the top level. And he knows what a top player looks like in the mentality and the way they play. And he'll also understand that if you overplay young players, you can cause them more damage than good. And it's got to be balanced off. So don't be surprised if your likes of Naby come in in certain games where we're expecting him to play and, and, and he decides to rest the young lad because it's got to be balanced. Absolutely. Um, OB, Jota was back. Firmino's back. Wow. Nunes is firing. Gakpo has landed. Salah is back in the goals. This is a, a beautiful problem to have. And then we've still got Luis Diaz to come back. What do you think this might be for the formation? Do you think we might see a return to the 4-4-2, whatever you want to call it? it it's, it's possible he goes for the 4-2-3-1. Um, I don't know whether we've got two defenders that can cover the distance easily enough. The way things are, we'll see. Um, that'll be a tough one. It'll be a really tough one to, to, to go down that route. It'll probably be a 4-3-3 with a rotation of our attacking talent. I would say in our best 11, I would say Diaz is is a certainty. And I'd say Dallas a certainty. And it'll be interesting to see where, where Klopp's head at is at in the massive, massive game. Say when we come to play 
Man United. Mm. It's coming, home, it's coming, isn't and it? And it is our biggest, it's, yeah, it's our biggest game of season. And if, I don't know if Diaz will be back by then, but if Diaz is somewhere close to fitness, how sides to go? Because that's a very, very difficult choice to make. And um, I think it will very much depend on who's fit. Um, who's played the game previously, but it'll be interesting to see what Klopp's thoughts are and whether he decides to go down Nunes, the Nunes route. Absolutely. Is I think it... Arsenal got a penalty. Oh, really? Is it, um, is it Newcastle then Real Madrid? Yeah. It is, isn't yes. it? Yeah, it's Real Madrid next week. See, yeah. And that's the point. That's when you, he's going to have to flex his squad and, like you say, decide who's starting against Newcastle and who's starting... Real Madrid on, and who can do both I'm, I'm sure people like Jordan yeah. Henderson can't do both would he risk Virgil van Dijk for both <laughs> who knows um, but yeah listen all is good in the world again that's that's all me and OB care about three points for the Reds all of a sudden we're dreaming of top four thinking it, it could be on you know and to do that we'd obviously have to string three or four results in a row together and Again, I said it on the last poddy. I think it's actually better we're playing these these top teams now because we'll approach it different. We'll raise our game for it. Pride will kick in. Um, I don't want to see another Wolves, another Brighton ever again, to be honest, never mind this season. So, one each. Players are coming back at the right time as well, aren't they? Yeah, one each Arsenal. Is it? Yeah, Saka, penalty. Right, oh, lads. Yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure talking about a Liverpool win finally I'm happy OB's happy Travis is happy because we're going to do the Man United podcast in a minute um, <laughs> if you've made it this far and you've liked what you've heard please don't forget to like and subscribe we have hit a thousand subscribers today so I cannot thank you guys enough it's been an incredible four or five months so far and we're going to keep doing more and more content and mm. Yeah, thanks ever so much. Travis, OB, thank you very much. Cheers, gents. Cheers.